Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. Today is solo Shenanigans with Sheena. So I have been so busy lately and the next couple of weeks coming up. I do have some fun guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Crystal Minkoff is going to be here after BravoCon. We will be recapping our weekend, talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But this week, we have Famine Town from Australia, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a little Q&A, catch up, because I felt like the Janet episode last week was so great, but we were already at an hour, and then I was like, I still have more that I want to talk to you guys about. So for those of you watching on YouTube, comment below. Let me know if you want to hear more solo episodes, if there are any guests you want me to reach out to to get coming up on some future episodes, but you sent in so many questions and let's get into it. So there's VPR related. We've got some career, some health, little dancing with the stars, some questions about other cast members, podcasts and whatnot. But I figured let's just do a little bit of all of it. So First question I got was, if I could go back to any season of VPR, which season would I choose and why? I feel like there's several seasons I would want to go back to for multiple reasons. Honestly, the first one that popped to mind was season six. Just redo all of season six. Do not brag about Rob season six at all. But... Then I thought about it. And honestly, even more so than that, I wish I could go back to season five and be more open about what was going on in my relationship, because I feel like it's so important to be just open and honest with things going on in our lives. And that's what I love so much about doing this podcast is being able to talk to you guys about all of the things that you don't necessarily see on the show but I think over the last couple of years, I think you'll see this more hopefully on season 11 with my relationship with Brock. I feel like I'm more comfortable being open and showing not just the perfect side. or It's not not perfect. Trying to be perfect side. And I think that's what's relatable. So I've been trying to be more open and just being okay when I'm filming, you know, if I cry, if we're fighting, if we're arguing and as uncomfortable as that is, I know at the end of the day, it's relatable. So I wish I could go back to season five because Shay and I were not in a good place 
we were acting like everything was fine. I remember so vividly having a conversation with Lisa. Might have been the finale or the episode before, but it was like the rehearsal dinner taco party night before Katie's wedding. And I was just like, I have the butterflies again. Everything's great. And I think I was doing this thing where if I say everything's great, it'll then become great. And if I act like everything's perfect, people will believe it's perfect and then it'll be perfect. And nothing in life is perfect. And I've realized that so much more over the last few years that I don't need to act as if everything is sunshine and rainbows because that's not the reality. That's not the world we live in. And I do wish I could go back and be more open about that because I think the things that were going on in our marriage and ultimately led to our divorce would have been very relatable. It took the reunion and some of that coming out later, but I am just hoping going forward on the show, season 11, hopefully season 12 and many, many more. But I do hope you get to see more of that side of me because I've been doing my best to be as open and honest as possible. And same here on the podcast. It's the hardest thing about being a reality TV star, um, being open and honest and putting that out there for the world to judge you. I feel like I am okay with constructive criticism because I always want to be a better version of myself. However, when I see comments that are incorrect and people say things about me that I'm like, that's not true. That's the hardest part. It's easy to put it all out there, but then getting that feedback back can be frustrating at times. Like one of the things that I feel like it's been said to me so many times at this point, but the amount of people who think I've had plastic surgery, I'm like, I honestly haven't. I would admit it because I would have probably gotten a deal on the nose job, but I haven't had one. And it's just like, when I see things, that's like a vain example. But when I see things that are just incorrect. People saying, you know, you go out all the time. You're never with your kid. I'm like, I'm with my kid every single day unless I'm on a trip for work that requires me to go out of town. I'm with her. I put her down. And when I go out at night, yeah, she's sleeping. She doesn't miss me. She's asleep the whole time. So yes, my social life is very busy. And I feel like also I actually was having this conversation with Stassi last night and we were just talking about mom shamers and people on the internet. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you and your mental health because that is going to make you the best version of yourself for your kid. If that means going to an event, if that means, you know, a mom doesn't want to breastfeed, if that means a mom wants to stay home 24 seven. If that means a mom wants to put her kid in preschool at a certain age, whatever that may be, I think moms know best. You know what's best for your body. You know what is going to be best for your kid. And that is you being in the strongest mental space and whatever decision you need to make to get there. I think that's what you should do. So to all of the mom shamers out there, just know that we're all doing the best we can and the best that we think for our family. So yeah, that's funny because the next question is, how is your relationship with Katie, Stassi and Brittany? So I haven't been around Stassi as much over the past year, but recently because of events for Lala and Katie, we've seen each other a few times and had really great conversations around motherhood. And last night, we're like, you know what, we should get the girls together more. Seeing them together last week at Lala's five year sobriety birthday celebration. It was so fun. So I feel like that's something maybe you guys will start seeing more. Brittany is always going to be one of my nearest and dearest friends. I will be with her this weekend. And last night we were at a nail event for Katie. She has a collab with Quickies these awesome press on nails, which she said lasts for like two and a half weeks. I might need to switch from my acrylics to them because you can also switch up the style of them quicker. So I feel like I'm in a great place with all of the girls. And for me, as someone who always wants everyone to get along, that is the best place 
for me to be in. I hate having beef with the girls. I don't ever like getting into podcast wars or anything like that. So for now, everything with us is is good. Yeah. How did you feel about Lala's banging or busted segment at her live show with Stassi? I'll keep this brief because Lala and I have spoken about this. I wasn't at the show. I saw maybe a 40 second clip on Instagram that cut off. So I don't even know what the rest was said. They could have been complimenting me. They could have been being shady. I don't know because I didn't see the whole thing. I just said to Lala, if it were me, I would, no matter what, say my friends are banging. I wouldn't pick apart a part of their look to say they were busted. So for that, I'm like, I get it. You were just trying to do a fun Watch What Happens Live style game. But in a room full of 500 people who, you know, were maybe laughing at me, I just, that's not my style. But to each their own. We did have a good conversation about that. And I don't think she would do another segment like that at one of her shows. Also, kind of speaking of Shay, have you had any contact with him since the last reunion after your divorce? We have lightly kept in touch over the last few years. His mom sadly passed away earlier this year, and I had been reaching out and checking in on him I wasn't able to go to the funeral because it was literally the day we filmed our reunion. It's like the one and only day that work couldn't be moved for me to be able to go. So I have checked in with him. We have a friendship. It's not a close one at all. You know, I'm obviously remarried. I have my own family. And if I were him, I don't think it would be easy to be in my life. But I have nothing but love for him. Wish him the best. Our relationship wasn't one that I think ever should have gone down the path of marriage. But at the time, 29 years old, third season of a reality show, I just felt like I was on top of the world and it was all happening. And, you know, I loved him. He was my best friend. But I think there were a lot of red flags early on. And I kind of wish we had, I mean, we did have people around us who saw them, but I wish people maybe spoke up more before we went down the path of marriage. But he was my ride or die. That was my best friend. And I thought this is this is what you do. You marry someone from back home, someone from high school, someone who is your best friend at the end of the day. And that's not always how it should be. That doesn't always work out. But nothing but love for him and his family. What do you see yourself doing after VPR? Well, to be honest, I hope VPR goes on for a very long time because I love getting to do a job where I get to be me and show my life and put things out there that are relatable to the world. I really love most everything about this job. Ideally, a career, I like to always use Garcelle as an example someone who's on a reality show. She's an actress. She's a TV host. I mean, she does it all. That, at the end of the day, would be the ultimate goal. I would love to use my broadcast journalism degree and do some more hosting. It's like I get a little bit of that on this podcast, but a dream job for me would be to wake up in the morning, go to a studio, get my hair and makeup done, have a teleprompter, And then get to go home where it's like, I still got to be me, but I don't have to necessarily put my life out there for that part of my job. I could do that on the reality show, but to be able to wake up and go into a studio and I love a teleprompter. That is one area that I hope one day I can get a job where I just get to read a teleprompter and talk to the camera because I think that is something I'm good at, but I haven't done enough of because I've been so blessed to be on this show for 11 years. I would also, honestly, I was talking to the guys in the 27s. I would love another Vegas residency. I felt like that was a great time in my life when I needed a reset after a divorce and a breakup. I really needed that to just kick my confidence back and just completely restart where I was at in my life. 
I feel like now I wouldn't do that type of show again. I mean, I was it was very much a single girl fun type of show. But if I was able to get a Vegas residency with the band and do kind of a live shenanigans, but also music show, that would be so fun. So there's so many things I want to do after VPR, but I think ultimately I can do it all and I will. So, you know, just keep uh, staying on this journey with me and hopefully we eventually do it all. Oh, Danny Elm, love your podcast. You do an awesome job every time. How do you prep for each guest? So it's a little different now. The last few months, I have an amazing team who helps me prep my shows. I feel like I'm great at doing the hosting. I'm not always great at doing the research. If it's someone I know, if it's a show I watch, I was, I think I talked about this a little bit on the Bryn episode. She was like, okay, Jessel. I was like, no, no, no. I have a note in my phone where if I'm watching a season of a show, I have one right now for Rachel from Bachelor in Paradise because I've been wanting to get her on my show since she did The Bachelorette. So I've had a note in my phone for a while now. She's a friend of mine. Whenever time allows it, I'm going to have her on shenanigans. But if there's something I see on the show, I just make a note of it. And then what Mark and I will do is kind of combine our notes together on this nice little paper. It's nicely prepped for me. And that kind of keeps me in order. And it really helps my OCD because I'm not a great prepper all the time with this stuff. And it does help when I have someone else do some of this for me because also when I'm at home, I do try to spend as much time with summer and as much time off my phone. When I'm out and I'm working, that's my time to grind. But when I'm home, I try to just not text back. I've been better about that too for my OCD. It's my exposure therapy, to be honest. When I see I have so many emails or texts, but I'm just like, it's okay. This is time for your daughter. Put the phone away. Your OCD can deal with this later. So having a good team around me who knows what I need to make my jobs easier has really helped me. My sister is another person in my life who helps me so much so I can just focus on being a mom when I'm at home and not have to do all of the content and the tags and the research and the this and the that. So that's a little bit how I've been prepping. Also, whenever Janet hosts a show with me and Jamie they are great with doing that too. But I am like a Jessel and I do keep a running tab of notes in my phone of things that I like to talk about. Favorite part of your live show, any plans for future shows or a tour? So I will be doing a live show in Australia. I think the date is going to be December 29th, actually, at the Beyond the Valley Festival. We were going back and forth between the 28th and the 29th, but I think the final one is the 29th. I will post more about that. Rufus Dussol is headlining this festival. If you don't know who they are, oh my gosh. They are from Australia, but live in San Diego. They're one of my favorite groups. I've seen them as a band. I've seen them DJ. I'm obsessed with them. I never in a million years would have thought I would see my name on the same lineup as Rufus Dussault. Headlining the podcast stage. They're headlining the main stage. We're on the same night. It is a dream come true. So if you live in Australia, Melbourne is where the festival is at, beyond the valley. I had such a blast doing the show at the Bourbon Room it was so fun to be able to incorporate the band, but also have a guest, have someone MC, audience interaction. I absolutely loved doing that. I definitely want to do more of that in 2024. So stay tuned for more of that. But in the meantime, if you're in Australia or if you want to go to Australia, New Year's Eve, it's going to be fun. And then Rufus is playing another festival in Brisbane on actual New Year's Eve. So I get to see one of my favorite bands twice in one of in actually my favorite country. So very excited about that. We're going to take a quick little break and then I will be back with more of your questions. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. So it's no secret this weekend is BravoCon in Las Vegas. And as excited as I am for BravoCon, there's one thing in Vegas I won't be doing, unfortunately, and that's Top Golf. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. It's one of my favorite things to do in Las Vegas. And we just won't have time with BravoCon. But if you're in Las Vegas, if you're in Los Angeles, if you are anywhere that has a Top Golf, let me tell you, they've got all the stuff that makes them golf the clubs, the balls, tees, turf, the ball picker upper thing. I mean, they've got a whole bunch of stuff that's also not even golf. Loud music, giant targets in a giant fairway, giant TVs, and let me tell you, the best handcrafted food and beverage menu I have had at anywhere fun like this. It's fun for the fam. It's fun for the friends. Bring your girls, bring the boys. You don't have to be good at golf to love top golf. Also, they have Half Price Tuesday, which is a whole day each week dedicated to more play for less pay. So they do this thing on Tuesdays where all gameplay is half price, giving players more of a reason to come play around. So at Top Golf, we're all about play, but we even have some rules. Half price Tuesday applies to gameplay only, isn't offered at every venue, and can't be doubled up with offers or discounts. I mean, it is already half price after all. Full details can be found at topgolf.com slash good as gold. All right. And another thing in Vegas this weekend is going to be Summer Moon's wardrobe. So I love getting new clothes for her all of the time. And she's always growing. So it's like her wardrobe constantly needs to be updated. Recently, I went and got so many cute things on Quince. They have so many luxury essentials at prices within reach. They create timeless classics that never go out of style. So you're going to have them in your closet forever if you're an adult or if you're like Little Miss Summer Moon, you are going to definitely want to pass them down to generations because the fabric, the softness, I mean, they have Mongolian cashmere sweaters from like $50, washable silk tops and dresses, flattering pants. I mean, Putting together any outfit just becomes that much easier. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince only works with factories that are safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I absolutely love, especially when I'm dressed in Little Miss Summer Moon. I know that they have partnered directly with the top 
factories and cut out the cost of the middleman, which passes on the savings to us. So y'all can get affordable luxury with Quince. Go to quince.com slash honey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash honey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash honey. Okay, so one thing that I did get a lot of questions about last week when Janet did my podcast and I didn't get a touch on was my OCD status and how I'm healing, what medication I'm on and where I'm at in that journey right now. I've talked about microdosing and I kind of just wanted to open up to you guys and tell you a little bit about where I'm at because it started in the beginning of summer with Zoloft. And honestly, when I was on that, I felt very mentally strong. I did feel a little tired. But then the more I thought about it after I got off the Zoloft, I feel like I told myself I was tired because I had so many people say to me, well, doesn't Zoloft make you feel like a zombie? And I'm like, wait, oh my God, you're right. Maybe it does make me feel like a zombie. But then I'm like, or is it just... You're a busy working mom who sometimes only gets three to five hours sleep and that's why you're tired and that's why you've upped your caffeine intake. It was also a time when we were filming full time. I was very busy. We film a lot of nights and then summer, no matter what. She doesn't care if mom was out at work, if mom was out drinking, if mom was at a festival. Summer doesn't care. She's still going to wake up between 6 and 7 a.m. bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I'm going to make her breakfast or Brock's going to make her breakfast. And sometimes he's nice and lets me sleep in. But regardless, I felt like during that time, I didn't want to go down the path too far where my body became dependent on Zoloft because I was like, maybe this isn't for me. So I weaned off it after about five weeks and I wanted to try microdosing. So I gave myself maybe two months on nothing just to let any of that residual get out of my body started taking some microdosing capsules and the first ones I tried it's not that you feel anything when you're on it you do not feel euphoric you don't trip you don't see the trees moving or anything like that it's just in place of an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant pill which you know you are supposed to feel a mental relief but not like an actual high So I also want to point out I have not smoked weed in, God, I don't even know how many months now. So I'm still on that journey of I feel so much better not smoking weed. I don't feel paranoid anymore. The intrusive thoughts have been less. So I was like, okay, you made the right call there. Maybe it's Zoloft. Maybe it's microdosing. The longer I stayed on the microdosing, I tried a different company and I was like, okay, maybe this feels better. But I still had a feeling of, it was like a happy sad. Maybe my moms out there can relate where there would be a moment I'm like dancing with my daughter and so happy that I'm like, this could all be taken away from me. And like, what if one day I'm not here, she's not here. And it was almost a, a daily thing that I was feeling. And I'm like, I'm not depressed by any means. I just don't want to feel sad because I'm so happy that I'm so scared of losing it. And I remember opening up to Ariana about this because this is something that she struggles with as well. And so I'm like, this is something that also, I guess, you know, people who aren't moms feel, but I feel like just when you become a mom and you have this other life you're taking care of, it's just a different level of that feeling. So I was hoping the microdosing would maybe help me not feel that. And there were still moments where it wasn't as much of a relief, honestly, as the Zoloft. And I'm like, maybe I haven't been on this long enough. Maybe it's not the right one. So then I decided to go and see Dr. Amen. So if y'all listened to my episode with Jordan Younger, who hosts the Balanced Blonde podcast here at Dear Media, we talked about a lot of this. And she told me about Dr. Amen, which she also discussed on her episode with Dana Kathan. It was an incredible episode. It made me see Dana in an entirely different light. And after I then had Dana on my podcast, we have reached such a different 
level of friendship, it's incredible. We realize how similar we are in certain ways and with our OCD and anxieties. And it's been really great for our friendship. So Jordan put me in touch with Dr. Amen. And we recently went and we did all of these cognitive tests. I mean, it was like hours of brain tests. It was exhausting, answering hundreds of questions, family history, and all of this. We had to play this game where I'm calling it a game, but the screen would pop up. And every time you saw the letter X, you couldn't hit the space bar. But for every other letter, you had to hit the space bar. And my perfectionism that I've always tried to just strive towards, I was getting very frustrated because then it was like, okay, it's an A, it's a D, it's a C. Oh, it's an X. And every time I hit the X, I was like, no, don't hit X. But I'm like, Sheena, you don't have to be perfect for the brain test, okay? It's supposed to be just however your brain works. So I actually think I did a pretty good job. When the woman came back in after, I was like, oh my God, I got 11 X's. And she was like, wow, that's incredible. Like only 11. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did good, but it still... It's impossible, I think, to not hit any X's. So after I did that test, I then went, I put my Calm app on, I laid in, which I've never had an MRI or a CT scan before, but I think it was more similar to like a CAT scan. I laid on this table. They had this big circular thing around me that kind of moved and they did a 20-minute brain scan. Brock and I then went and met with Dr. Amen about a week after the scans to go over all of our results. That is going to be on his YouTube channel very soon. I will also see if I can post the whole thing on mine or how I can go about sharing that. But it was fascinating what we learned with Dr. Amen. He showed us the difference of our brains and it was insane. He was able to clearly see mine as an OCD brain and Brock's is an ADD brain. He said our brains could not be more different. And when he first started doing these type of scans, he said the first couple he saw whose brains were this different, he's like, y'all should get divorced. Like this is crazy. Your brain chemistry is so far off. But through doing all of this work, he realized how he could balance people's brain chemistry. And I swear the last two weeks since we have been following Dr. Amen's orders, we've been on the supplements that he recommended for us. I'm on these Happy Saffron Plus pills. I'm on this Brain and Power Pack. Brock is on his own Brain and Power Max Pack to increase blood flow. He's probably going to get on Adderall for his ADD, but more part-time. He doesn't want to be on anything really full-time. So this will all be on his YouTube channel very soon. But over the past couple of weeks, I have felt so much more strong mentally, emotionally. I feel like Brock and I's communication has gotten better. And I just feel like we're in such a better place because of seeing Dr. Amen. So whatever these supplements are that we're on, they're working. I do not feel like I need to be back on Zoloft because I feel better than when I was on that. So through this journey of trying to find what's right, what's wrong, what works, what doesn't, I think I'm on the right path. I have my happy brain app I check into at the end of each day, asks like seven questions, you rate yourself, how you're feeling, your mood. And it's been really great for us. He gave us two books that he wrote. One is about raising mentally strong children and the other is about changing your brain. And yeah, so I will continue talking to you guys about that journey, but I cannot wait to see the, actually I can wait to see the YouTube because I pretty much just cried the entire time. But I, since then, other than crying a few seconds ago because every time I tell that story, I just like, it makes me sad that I feel that way when I'm with her sometimes. But now over the past couple of weeks, I've just felt so much better. So I will continue talking to you guys about my mental health journey. But 
feeling pretty damn good. So enough with that stuff. Let's talk about some fun stuff. My bestie is on Dancing with the Stars and she is crushing it. I got some questions about (laughs) who's my fave other than her on Dancing with the Stars, but also how did I get my ban lifted? So let me tell you, when I went to the first episode this season, after I went last season, I know I've talked about this on the podcast. It's been on the vlog. I, for those of you who didn't hear about that, long story short, five years ago, I had a weed pen in my purse. They said I couldn't bring marijuana onto federal property. They took my ID. They put me in their system. They said I was banned and I thought it was a lifetime ban to never come back. I've now found out it was only a 90 day ban. So I could have been going back to the show, but I was terrified to go back. When Teresa and Heidi D'Amelio and Shangela, all of these people I knew were on Dancing with the Stars last season. Gabby, I wanted to go back to the show. So I did. My name was still on the list, but I thought they fixed it. I go this season to the premiere And I went through a different security that day. They let us check in on the lot, not through the gate. And they just checked my name on the list, not in the computer system. So I was like, cool, we're good. We're finally good. No, no. Week two, I missed. I was in New York. Week three, I go back. I check in the normal way. And they're like, sorry, ma'am, your name matches the name of someone who's not supposed to be here. And I'm like, of course. So they go, they get security. And they're like, are you the weed girl? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. I'm the weed girl. They're like, don't worry. It was only a 90 day ban. I was like, what? I didn't come to this show for the last several seasons because I thought it was a lifetime ban. It's like one of my mom's favorite shows to come to. And I was like, mom, we're never going back. I'm never going to be on the show. We can never go back. I'm banned for life. I can never act on the CBS lot. Like I'm banned. No, it was only a 90 day ban. So they were like, we're so sorry this is happening again. The person who can lift the ban already left for the day. We promise the next time you come back, it'll be lifted. Week four, I come back. It's lifted. They finally did it. I'm free to go back to Dancing with the Stars whenever. So I missed it this week because I had another show. Kevin, my guitar player in the 27s is playing bass for Kenny Hoopla right now. I had that show and I was like, I can't do both because I can't take that much time away from my kid on an off day. My schedule has been so busy. I kept my Tuesdays open for the entire season of Dancing with the Stars because I'm like, I'm going every week front row. I want to be there supporting her. And after week four, I'm like, this is actually time consuming and it is a lot to come every week. So maybe I can do every other week. And if I have another event at night, I just can't take that much time away from summer. I need to be there to be home for her to spend as much time with her as possible. These developing years are so important. And unless it is work, I'm trying to say no more to social events unless it's after I put her to bed because I just don't want to miss time with my daughter to go out and have fun. It's just not worth it to me. But anything after 8.30, 9 p.m., sign me up. I'm good on little sleep. Faves other than Ariana... Unfortunately, two of my favorite pros have already went home, Britt and Gleb. I was so sad to see them go home. Love Mauricio. Him and I have been trying to get our schedules to line up so he can also get into some shenanigans with me soon. I love Barry. Oh my God. He is a doll. I met him at one of the shows and he was just the absolute sweetest. So So many great people on this season, but Barry, he's he's a gem. And I hope he goes very far because I know this has been a dream of his for like 18 years to be on the show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I got a lot of questions about Tom's podcast and what my thoughts are. First, I haven't listened. I've seen a couple clips, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, things that other accounts post. Oddly, I'm wearing my Life is Beautiful shirt. Obviously, it was posted. I saw him there. Kyle Chan is and always will be one of my dearest friends. And I'm not going to not hang out with Kyle just because he's with Tom. There's a lot that happened on season 11. And that's just going to be something you guys are going to have to wait to see. But when he told me he was doing his podcast, I was like, look, here's my advice to you. Get a good editor to cut out the likes. The amount of time that man says like, and you know, that was that was my advice to him. But I am curious to watch or listen to the rest of the Dr. Drew episode because I know they go into narcissism and he took the narcissist test. So I definitely want to see a little more about that because also from what I've seen on social media, it seems like he's bringing a lot of guests on who are kind of interviewing him. I don't know if that's just the clips I've seen. So I feel like that's kind of him, you know, bringing people on to interview him to get his part of the story out there that he wants because he has 100% editing control over. But I'm interested to see more about the Dr. Drew episode. I also don't like that I've heard he's been speaking negatively about Ariana on the podcast. It's like, look, the beauty of podcasts is we can speak about things openly and honestly, but advice to Tom, you've spoken about this enough. Let the season play out and let Ariana live her life. Stop talking about the personal details of y'all's relationship. Stop trying to defend what you did. Stop trying to double down. Just be remorseful and just let her live her life. You don't need to use her for content for your podcast. If you have interesting enough guests, you should have interesting enough things to talk about without her. So I have not listened to any of it because I'm sorry, I don't want to listen to something where I hear someone trashing my best friend who I care so much about. Just curious what Dr. Drew had to say on that, but he's just got to stop picking the scab, you know, let her heal, let her just thrive and live her best life and just stop talking about her. Just, ugh. And this kind of ties in well to the next question, though. How come you cut ties and unfollowed Sandoval after the split from Ariana, but haven't done the same with Carl after he jilted Lindsay? Okay. I also, I don't know the full story on what happened with Carl and Lindsay. I have spoken to both of them and I've gotten bits and pieces. I will be seeing both of them at BravoCon. I don't think these situations are comparable. It's not like Carl had a seven-month affair with Danielle. That would be comparable. This is nothing like that. There was no lying cheating, deceit. There was none of that involved with Carl and Lindsay, at least not to my knowledge. I, ever since I did Watch What Happens Live with Carl's mom, her and my mom were the bartenders. 
I have maintained a relationship with Sharon. I've spoken to her and reached out and I do not believe these rumors about him cheating, getting someone pregnant. You know, I feel like people just want to spread propaganda and I don't believe that, but I don't know for a fact. So I just want to put that out there. I just don't think it's anywhere near the same as what Tom, Ariana and Raquel, that whole situation and what they did to Ariana. So yeah, obviously breaking off an engagement is never easy. You know, it's not going to be pretty. It's not fun. It's not a situation anyone ever wants to be in. But I haven't seen Carl speaking negatively about Lindsay in the press. I've seen him just being quiet, you know, letting people trash him, letting people say whatever they want. He's just been keeping a low profile and just staying out of it. And honestly, I have to commend him for ending it if he didn't feel it was right before going down the aisle. Because as someone who has been divorced, divorce is not easy. And it's a hell of a lot harder than breaking off an engagement. That is not an easy thing to do. My heart goes out to Lindsay and Carl because I know they're both hurting in this. I can't imagine how Lindsay is feeling after this breakup, you know? I mean, they're a few months out from a destination wedding and he calls it off. But I'm just hoping at the end of the day that this is the best thing for both of them and they can both live a happy life once the hurt passes, you know, time heals all wounds. But I can't imagine how difficult BravoCon is going to be for them. It, I don't know if it's the first time they're seeing each other, but <sighs> sending them both love. I'm not taking sides in this one because I don't know the full story yet, but I don't believe all of these rumors I've heard about him. I really genuinely don't. Do you think Tom is a narcissist? <laughs> the line narcissistic psycho and apples is about him, right? That song is open to interpretation. Some may think the first verse is about Raquel and the second verse is about Sandoval. It's just a good song that I wrote with the 27s. So I'm also like, I don't want to get myself in trouble before BravoCon when I have to be with him and everyone. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose someone, but that is why I'm more interested to hear Dr. Drew's take on this. Because the 30 second clip I saw right when it ended, I was like, ooh, that was a good cliffhanger. But I also just don't have time to listen to a bunch of podcasts. I'm so behind on all my reality shows right now. I got I to gotta catch up. I haven't seen the New York Housewives reunion yet. I've got the Kardashians to catch up with, D'Amelio's, which I saw. Someone sent me a screenshot. They're like, oh, I saw you. I don't think I speak at all, but I have a little cameo on that. Yeah, so I'm not going to speak too much on that. I think a lot is going to be shown this season, and it'll be an interesting one. But I just want to say before anyone sees next season, you know, just give us all some grace and understand that we're all trying to figure out this new norm on this show and in this friend group. And it wasn't easy, but hopefully it's entertaining. What are you most excited about for BravoCon? Who are you looking forward to seeing? Any tea from any past BravoCons you can share? I'm excited to see everyone. Honestly, I have so many friends in the Bravo world who I don't get to see often unless I'm paired with them on Watch What Happens Live or BravoCon. It's like high school reunion for Bravo liberties. I am excited for all of the Watch What Happens Live episodes. Hopefully, I don't know if voting's still open, but you know, I'm nominated for a Bravo award for Good as Gold. That would be such an honor if I win. If I don't, all of the people in the category are amazing. So I definitely don't expect to win. But I'm really excited for all of it. I wasn't excited that it's in Vegas because I love going to New York. It is my favorite place in the country to go and work. But I think Vegas is going to be fun. And what I love the most about it being in Vegas is I get to bring my family. 
I get to see summer a little bit each day over the weekend, which was one of the hardest parts about Last BravoCon is that was the longest time I was ever away from her. But I think it'll be so fun. I'm still working on my looks. And I partnered with Shark Beauty. So I'm going to be doing some fun activations actually with Lindsay at BravoCon. So you guys will be seeing that on Instagram soon. And just to finish this off, the one thing that I'm very, very excited about at BravoCon is the bazaar. I have for the first time a booth at the bazaar. We are going to be selling good as gold vinyls. So the ones that we're selling are melted gold vinyls. One side is the OG good as gold. The back side is the Screamo version with the 27s. And we're going to be doing a fun giveaway at BravoCon as well. We're still working out those details, seeing how many we can give away. But we have the amazing 24 karat vinyls, like the exact one I gave Andy Cohen. And we will be doing a giveaway to some lucky winners. So definitely, if you're at BravoCon, stop by my booth. I will be posting the times that I will be at the bazaar every day. I will be signing the vinyls. And my sister-in-law just flew in from Australia. She will be working the booth. Brock is going to be there as much as possible. Our schedules are crazy. But when I know what the time slots I will be there, I will be posting that. We might go live on Instagram. So if you see that, just try and come by. And yeah, so excited. So much to do to finish prepping for this week. But I can't wait to see you guys at BravoCon. Thank you so much for listening. I think I talked your ear off. But if you want more solo episodes, let me know. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.